Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and I have a good friend and someone I've been able to work with and get to know over the past few months uh, through working with the Niles High School basketball team. Cody Armstrong is joining me today, and he is a eighth grade ELA teacher at Niles Ringlardner Middle School. He's a basketball coach. He's an SEL advocate and a fan of the show, which I appreciate so much. Uh, we thank you for tuning in today. And as always, we want you to check out SELeducators.com, your one-stop shop for all kinds of adult social emotional learning activities. We've got six courses out right now and four of them are free. So go ahead and check that out. But for now, Cody, sir, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, you hosting me. So I'm really excited to be here. No problem. No problem. It's it's my pleasure. I mean, I'm, I'm really... Um, excited to talk with you. I know we we had a chance to talk briefly when I saw you up there in Michigan, but I'm excited to just dive a little bit deeper because for the most part, since we've been um, kind of interacting, it's, it's been more so communicating with the kids. So at first it was in the summer, I think, you know, you, Miles, and um, Coach Tui with the team had me come in and, and just do a session with you guys. And, and now we're doing a book study of Every Decision Counts. And, and um, it's just been pretty cool to see, you know, you guys as coaches and what you're pouring into your kids, because those are areas that are so valuable to young people's lives. And I think a lot of times we think so much about the academics that the athletics get left out. H how do you feel about, you know, your role as a teacher teaching in eighth grade, but also uh, being in the athletic department and teaching kids basketball? How do those kind of co-mingle and interact together? You know, it's it's really interesting to, to watch them co-mingle co because I think kids get to see me in a different light mm. and I get to see them in a different light. Um, it's really interesting. This year, I, I coach eighth grade basketball this year and I have seven uh, of my players in my class. So I really get to translate a lot of our, our skills and our, you know, the type of things that I like to teach in the classroom and it translates to basketball because it also translates to life. So I get to have those teachable moments where when I'm in the classroom as well as on the court and then to relate that to life. So it's just a, it's an extra layer that I get with these kids. And I, I'm very, very blessed to have that with the kids. And I think it, it strengthens the relationship I have with them and it, you know, with the uh, responsibility, yeah. accountability, you know, those type of things, you know, I can give you an example today. I had a, one of my, one of my players was out and I, I got a text right away. I got an email as well. You know, what assignments did I miss? How can I catch up? You know, and that part, that's pretty good. Is what is really benefiting the kids and they get to have that experience early on in their life. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think that's, we're starting to recognize, I think just as an industry as a whole for education, how valuable relationships are and perhaps pockets of teachers have realized that in, in years past. And I know, you know, SEL and the research has been around for more than 30 years, but I think that we're truly just starting to, I guess, respect the fact that these relationships run much deeper than just the classroom. and even though you're in two formal roles as a teacher and as a coach, 
you you are much more than a teacher and you mean so much to the kids. So I think that's really wonderful um, the way that you're able to spend that time with the kids and get to know them and them get to know you on that level because you you are we all remember our coaches. We all remember at least one of our coaches and being in that experience. So I think that's that's really cool for you to be around that at the middle school and high school level. So you get to see it kind of grow from, from bottom up and really see the kids uh, prosper and thrive. Is there is there a inspiration that got you started into basketball? Why did you start coaching and how long have you been doing so? Uh, this is my this is my fourth year coaching with Niles. Um, and what really got me into education, um, I was really impacted by the teachers that I had in high school that were also coaches because they really understood how to connect to us. And I think that their coaching aspect really helped develop them into better teachers. Mm-hmm. And I had this opportunity, um, love basketball, played basketball. Um, and I had the opportunity to join the middle school staff and four years ago, and it's just blossomed and, it, it's spiraled into a, a bigger thing than uh, I ever could have imagined. And we always tell the kids, you know, you want to, you want to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And uh, mm-hmm. when, you know, when I look at what I have achieved with, with basketball and that's exactly it, you know, I, I get to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like that is? Like, just break that down for a moment, because I know we've got educators listening and coaches listening as well. So just thinking about those accomplishments, those milestones that you've kind of hit, whether they're on the court or off the court, what are some of those things that you're able to look back upon now and really appreciate about your time as a coach? Well, this year, so my first year teaching are seniors right now. Mm. Um. And we have four seniors on our basketball team and three of them I had in seventh grade. Wow. So to talk to them and to be around them. And I had two seniors at my eighth grade basketball practice yesterday and to see them interact with my basketball players now and to see my, my eighth graders talk about these seniors when I had them in class at a seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And to see how, I mean, it, it just blows me away and it makes my heart so full to know that we did that. The educators in Niles, the coaches in Niles had a part to do with that. Right, right. I think that, yeah, that's amazing. I, and getting to be in with the same people in such a longitudinal way or longitudinal way, you know, to see them grow and prosper that long, you really get to see you know, that, that impact that you have and you get to see the fruits of your labor because you put in the time with them, you know, in so many ways through coaching and throughout so many years, you see who those people become. And I know that, you know, recently y'all have had the coaching change with Coach Tui, but you were there before that. And, and I say Coach Tui, that's who we're, you know, doing the book study with. And it seems like he's just doing such a great job of, of changing the culture and galvanizing not just because he, he's thinking the same way. He's the high school head coach, but he's thinking back to the fourth graders and how you, you know, really build the kids up to be the best they can be. So how does it feel to be a part of that culture swing? And where do you feel like you guys are going? Oh, my God. I, I feel like we're on the slope of just going up. 
and we we had the setback over the summer like everybody in in the world did um so now we're kind of back to square one but we have all of our ducks in a row and we have all the moving pieces in place so it so it's a fluid shift and you know from the coaching perspective our staff you know they're friends now yeah and um you know and i met you through miles and i consider miles a good friend and you know and that's what that's what creates the culture and that's what sets the tone because the kids the kids you know they they try to resemble what they see Mm -hmm. and you know they see how we interact with each other and we're starting to see that trickle down right i just think we're we're gonna keep uh, we're gonna keep riding this all the way you know and the goal is to develop uh, young men that can support themselves and be independent and free thinking and really contribute be contributing members of our world yeah absolutely absolutely that's that's what it's all about creating creating productive citizens and creating those opportunities for the kids so that they can grow they can lead and they can experience I know since the time we talked and the last time I saw you, you told me that you had really taken a path to SEL. And like, just as we talk, you realize that you've been practicing SEL for many years, you know, since you've been a coach, you've been, you've been practicing these skills, but um, it sounds like now you've got more of that systematic approach to SEL. Can you talk about, um, you know, how you've kind of grown this passion for SEL and how it's showing up? in the work that you're doing? You know, it, it's really interesting. My When I first started in education, I was so about curriculum. I love diving into curriculum, making pacing guides and looking at standards and breaking them down. And, but what I realized, my kids weren't changing. You know, <laughs> I was investing so much time in all this curriculum and, you know, my same kids were struggling. My same kids were excelling. So I was like, hold on a second. Yeah. These kids need more. Yeah. These kids need more support. Um, so I, I've d- started to dive into that and start, you know, looking at different, you know, and then we were really into like PBIS systems. And that's been really great for our schools. But uh, but now I'm kind of looking more into the SEL approach and w- I'm seeing what our kids really need. You know, mm-hmm. they need those opportunities to remove themselves from a situation or, you know, I call it to get in the zone to learn. They need yeah. opportunities to find themselves and be able to get in the zone. Yeah, absolutely. I think it makes this, it makes so much of a difference. And you see all the research now shows too that Many teachers, administrators, and parents value SEL just like they do the academic rigor of a school. And you even see with workforce, when you see with what we're going through now as adults, just as professionals, if you have these skills, these social emotional skills, you're probably doing okay. You know, even when it's rough, you understand how to keep yourself at a place where you can still be a productive citizen. You know, I'm curious about your journey. I know for me, I went from psychology to education and public speaking to consulting and education. And I've really focused in on adult social emotional learning in SEL. 
And so that research has, you know, just come over time and it started with the podcast, you know, really and truly from episode 72 forward, that's when I started doing education interviews. And through those interviews, I started to find out like, oh, wow, this, this SEL thing is, is, is really something that I like, that I really love to discuss. That's what's going on. And I've kind of been able to narrow down on that. So you've been at a place where you moved from curriculum and switched over to SEL. Can you talk to me about that transition? And, and, and I know that you've listened to a lot of episodes of the Dash podcast, but, but talk about what um, perhaps the episodes inspired or just what kind of things triggered in you to flip that switch? Um, one thing that we had a PD session at the beginning of the school year where we looked at the adult SEL five, that we looked at the five competencies mm -hmm. uh, developed by Castle. And when I started to look at that and I started to see myself in some mm -hmm. of the, you know, some of these things where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm really not, you know, sound with my social emotional learning here because this is like a glaring you know i i laugh at it now but it, one of the things was like how much do you work you know do you have downtime for yourself and i'm like well i go i go to school i go to practice i go i go home and work and you know so it's you know i think that's what really jump started my shift yeah when i was looking we were looking at ourselves with sel and I was saying, if I have these things going on, yeah, you know, and in in my perspective, I have a lot of things figured out in my life, you know, and I still have these things. I can only imagine what the kids are going through. What exactly what the kids are going through, and that's what really drove me to dive into it, to try to understand um, myself before I can help others try to understand themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's the truth. I, I think that's, you know, part of my transition as well is, is realizing initially I just wanted to work with the kids as a public speaker. I wanted to come in and give 30 minute keynotes and, and inspire and motivate with passion because that's what I was good at. But it didn't take long to realize that, hey, it's not, I, I want the kids and I love the kids and I want to serve the kids and I am, but if I can serve the teachers, and the adults at the school who are with the kids all day, that's the greatest impact I can have for the kids. You know, so, but but going in, I remember my first time going to a school, just, just going for free, just looking at a consulting situation, and they just asked me to observe some classes. The first thing that I realized is that teachers were reacting to situations that came up versus responding. And what I mean by that is, is their control was given up anytime something went wrong. Anytime they taught a lesson and the student spoke out of turn or didn't raise their hand or something went wrong, the teacher would react. They would stop teaching and they would go to that kid and it would disrupt the whole instruction and take a minute for them to get back on track or a while for them to get back on track. But the response or, or teachers who respond are able to redirect that student without disrupting instruction or able to use <clears throat> the room in their communication skills to keep everybody else on track and not let that linger too long. So 
the the evidence shows that when us as adults, when we are more aware of these SEL skills and we use them, it's a lot easier to model them and to implement them with our kids. How is how is so be from that point, you know, with with SEL and the Castle Five being introduced at the beginning of the year, what have you guys done since then? Slash, what have you done since then as well to kind of activate some of that knowledge and information? I would say the biggest game changer for uh, my team. So in, in our building, we're a six through eight. Um, each grade level has teams. Um, so on my team, we have four co-teachers in ELA, math, social studies, science. So I, have, I work with three other teachers. We have a morning check-in. Mm. It's a Google form and the kids fill it out, you know, and they select, you know, their emotion, what's going on. They can type a little blurb there. They can also say, is there anything else we need to know? Mm-hmm. And that instantly wow. gave us wow. some feedback of how they were coming into the room. And we noticed instantly, we, we shared our results with our behavior specialists, with our Dean of students, with our principal. We found ourselves that we were able to get to know our kids you know, start building that relationship piece because it's a, it's a new school year. We don't know the kids, um, you know, so that way, if they say, oh, I'm excited, I got a soccer game tonight and you see that, you know, you can grab them and say, hey, good luck on your soccer game tonight. Or if it's severe, you know, we've had cases where pets have died. Um, you know, they're going to see mom this weekend and they, you know, they're nervous about it. That gives us that time to say, okay, that person may be off a little bit today. I'm not going to take it personal. Mm. You know, I'm not going to disrupt my class to redirect their behavior. That might be an opportunity where I pull them aside. You know, I I say, hey, I read your note. Um, I'm here for you. You know, and it's just that extra added um, support that we can give them. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, was that a practice that you guys put together as a team or something that you guys have implemented as a whole school? Uh, we're doing it as a whole school. It is in uh, everyday SEL in middle school. Okay. okay. And that's kind of our district. Mm. So, so there's three books, one for elementary, one for middle school, one for the high school. Mm. And it was, so we're doing a district book study on it. And that was one of the, um, one of the suggestions. Okay. Okay, understood. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, you you also mentioned to me that you moved really from the curriculum committee to the SEL committee. What we is had. Say that again? I did. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. So, so how did that transition? What are some of the things that you're looking to do and support your school community through the SEL community or SEL committee? That, that I guess you weren't able to do with the curriculum committee and just period that you you have this knowledge and information. How are you looking to grow, you know, your school-wide SEL? So we haven't been able to do much of it. We're starting our committee meeting. So in our building, we have four committees and they all focus on different areas of the school. Um, at the beginning of the year, it, each teacher signs up for one. Um, and in the past, I've always just kind of rotated. I'm like, all right, I'll join this one. I'll join this one. But this year I was like, I'm going to do SEO and I'm going to stick with it. Hmm. Um, and I think 
SEL is so new to us. Yeah. Um, this idea of thinking and, you know, just the, the cognizance of it that I, what I'm looking forward to with it is how to support teachers into building it into their classroom instruction. That way it doesn't feel like an extra mm-hmm. thing. Uh, you know, educators, we hear it all the time about how, oh, we're just adding this to the plate. We're just, this is added to the plate. Yeah. You know, but how can we build this in? How can we build SEL into your core instruction? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 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 And so have you found some resources already that are helping you to do that? I know you mentioned everyday SEL. Is that what that, oh, that's, that's for you guys though, to read. Have you found practices that you can implement that will support integrating SEL with instruction? You know, I will be honest with you um, here. Your you know, what we were doing with the basketball team in your book study really got me thinking of scenarios with kids. So I'm an ELA teacher. So building in quick rights where kids have scenarios and we can talk about them. Yeah. And that's, that's been a really cool experience where I say, okay, you're in this experience. You're, you're in this scenario with a friend here. Let's talk about, you know, write about what, what you would do. Hmm. 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 That's pretty cool. I didn't even, you know, I don't know that I thought about it from that perspective either with, with, you know, I know, I know that book study is that component of the book, obviously, but um, the value from that end and how to integrate it with instruction, which I guess you, you know, you could read the book as a book study with your class as well to be able to use those examples, but uh, obviously the connection goes beyond the book and the ability to connect there. So um, Castle does have some pretty cool resources that help you to do some of that integration in their school-wide guide to SEL. If you haven't seen that yet, oh man, that 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 is amazing. It makes the process so smooth with implementation because they say it takes two to three years to really implement SEL in your school-wide community. And so there's there's a lot of pillars, foundations, and components that go into it. And it just takes a lot of time to get that whole buy-in. But I think you guys are doing it right, you know, rolling it out slowly and having ways. I think that idea of integrating into teaching practices is much better than trying to get teachers to buy into something that is a standalone, especially if you haven't had that buy-in before. Absolutely. And I think it's... uh... I think it's funny to think um, I have about 70 eighth graders that can tell you the difference between a shark mindset and a crab mm. in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 That That's really cool. And that's really inspiring for, for me as well. Just to know that, you know, that book and, and this content is, is really valuable, you know, and, and that you're able to use the things that we've discussed in um, the book study with Niles High, you know, with the team, but also in your classroom and, and to, you know, hear you change from curriculum to SEL is, is, is amazing to me because I think that um, SEL is the education as the, as the alphabet is to read and you can't have one without the other. So I, I appreciate, you know, that, that shark mindset, that growth mindset that you've had to, to not keep doing what you've been doing because it's what you've always done, but being open to, to change your mind and your thoughts and do something a little bit different.
is there is there anything else before we wrap up and, and move along? Is there anything else that you want to share, you know, just about your journey or yourself before we wrap up? Oh, man. Um, so I can tell you what I'm working on right now. Okay. Talk to um, me. So, well, we, we've been talking about the check-in. Um, a few weeks ago, we added the check-out part at the end mm. of the day because we were talking, you know, we know, we know the triggers that are coming into the mm. building. But what are the triggers during school? Yeah. You know, what if, you know, and I go to my core three after lunch, what if core, what if lunch is a trigger for someone? Mm. I wouldn't know that going in there, but if I have that checkout, you know, now that might shed some light. Yeah. That's been a, and it's the same thing. It's a, you know, a Google form. Um, and now I'm working on a, we, it's in the, it's in the book. It's called a pop chart. Um, and it is a pause, own it, practice. Mm. So you, you pause a deep breath, you own what's, you own your emotion. And then we provide specific practices that should help you with that emotion. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a learning curve. We'll see how it goes. It's going to test my uh, my curriculum side of my brain. That's like, you know, I really need to get this done. I really need yeah. to get this done. But it's always going to come back around. The kids will get it done eventually. Um, and I just got to keep reminding myself of that. Mm-hmm. I think, no, yeah, you're such on the right track, Cody. I think you're doing so many of the right things please stay encouraged and inspired to keep doing what you're doing. Check-ins and check-outs are the easiest way. And I don't mean that to diminish what you're doing. I mean, the easiest way, like that's like a genius idea. I'm, I'm sitting here like, shoot, that's, that's our primary tier two intervention. When kids are already triggered, we put them on a check-in, check-out. But how smart is that? for every student to check in to school and check out to school, especially while we're in a virtual world and we're probably gonna stay this way for a while, at least in in some respect, no things being virtual. So while we're missing so much of that connection, allowing students the opportunity to share their voice, even through text or copy in that form is an opportunity for them to grow and reflect because even by asking that question, they've got to reflect on their thoughts and their feelings. And so, you know, some of them, it might get boring and redundant, but that also tells you something. If, if their check-in is enthusiastic and the checkout is not, what, what are we teaching in between and how are we keeping our students excited and engaged? So they're talking about what they learned rather than what was wrong with the day. So I think that's, a, that's an amazing way to check in, check out. And I think that's a genius way to implement it with a, a daily check-in and check-out every day at school so you can specifically see what's triggering folks when they're coming in and when they're leaving. Really cool, really cool. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. What else? You got any other gyms you're you're, uh, working on over there? Oh, I don't, (laughs) I do not. Um, Okay, I mean, that's that's more than enough. I mean, you've got the check-ins, the checkouts, you're integrating SEL into your instructional practices. You guys have you know, group level meetings that you got with your PLCs. I think Niles is doing its thing, man. Where can the people go to just find you or, or just learn more about Niles on social media? Oh, I, I do have a, I do have a Twitter. Um, Twitter? 
Yep, I do have a Twitter. It's Mr. Armstrong, uh, capital RLMS for Bring Larger Middle School. Um, you'll see a lot of, you know, social emotional stuff and sandwiched between basketball stuff. Mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, schools.org, uh, located in the southwest corner of Michigan. Um, yeah. Just north of South Bend. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much, man. Right in my neck of the woods as well. South Bend born and raised. So I remember playing Niles Ring Lardner in middle school. There was this uh, freak of a running back back in the day. I don't know what he did or what his name was, but he was a big boy. And I remember tackling him when I was at Schmucker Middle School. So that's pretty cool. I used to work out at Niles High with Coach Grayson when I was in high school. He played a big part in helping me uh, bulk up and, and get some strength so I could play at Miami, Ohio for college. So I appreciate your time, Cody, your effort and your energy to SEL and all that you're doing to serve and prepare our next generation for success in a global community. Well, thank you for having me. And it, it, this was, you know, I, I always talk to kids about stepping out of their comfort zones and this is about a top of the list stepping out of my comfort zone. So I, I appreciate it. Well, you, you did an amazing job and you dropped some, some great gems that I'm going to bring to our leadership team as well, particularly with that check-in, check-out. So um, the pleasure is mine and I, I really appreciate your support as well. And we'll, we'll see you soon. So we'll, we'll talk to you. And if you like this episode, please share it with your friends, share it with your teachers, share it with your educators, anybody in your school community that needs to hear it. We are excited to have you. Go check out Cody on all their social media and also be sure to visit myself, Trey Gamage at TreyGamage.com. You can also visit SEL Educators, your one-stop shop for your adult social emotional learning activities. There's four courses out there that are for free and there's six total. And we will see you next time because this is The Dash.